Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. Yeah, I am your host, Nishan Garrett. Most of you guys probably know me from TikTok. Um, well, here we are, another episode. We lastly talked about the hope of creation, and we are getting into a little bit of uh, this idea where we had gotten into the witness of the Spirit. We talked about the Spirit himself bearing with our spirits that we are children of God, indeed children of God. And um, we're going to be moving on to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Um, the witness of the spirit. What is the wit- spirit witnessing to? Um, we're going to find that out here. Um, and remember, guys, uh, as we had talked about last time, we were talking about the hope of creation. In verse 24 of Romans chapter 8, we read, For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one also hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. The hope or our expectation, guys, implies that we are expecting and waiting an event yet to come. It is a time-based word. That which we do now, that is to say in putting to death the flesh and in exercising our spiritual authority, that's not the hope itself, but it is part of the growth of the man-child within us. There is a present work that is happening right now in you, but there is also a future event that we have not seen yet. Those with a pie-in-the-sky mentality will do nothing as they have eyes only for the future event. On the other hand, those who see only the present run the danger of thinking that they have it all now, when in fact we are yet and they are yet in training. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 says this. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. Excuse me, helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So we recall from verse 16 that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit and that we are children of God. And what Paul is doing right now is he's he's distinguishing between the Holy Spirit and our spirit. A lot of translators use capital letters when they believe it refers to the Holy Spirit and small letters when it believes uh, when they believe it refers to our spirit. But there are no such tools in the New Testament Greek as originally written. Sometimes it is unclear which spirit is meant. It is not a crucial point, of course, because the Holy Spirit has merged with our own spirit to provide that double witness of all truth. The law of double witness, guys. There has A, a matter is established um, by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So when we come down to verse 26 and 27, it's helpful to understand that the spirit who intercedes for us is not the same spirit that is located deep within our hearts. Um, in this writer's view, uh, the writer of this book says, um, or the commentary of this book, uh, he said, is the Holy Spirit who intercedes for us because he knows what the mind of the human spirit is. And so here again, we see a unity 
and a double witness by which all matters are established. Of course, we know that God knows our hearts. That is completely self-evident. And many times our prayers are answered in a way that is far different than what we've actually prayed. Have you ever guys ever had that happen to you before where uh, you prayed for something and then something completely different than you thought was going to happen happened? That's because we pray. Uh, we don't pray as we well, we don't know how to pray as we should. We see this in Romans chapter eight twenty six. We really don't know how to pray as we should, guys. We need to be taught how to pray. Um, and that's why it was amazing that Jesus, when he told the disciples, he said, well, it's pretty simple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And um, he talks about giving us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. The prayers of our mouths are not always in accord with the prayers of the spirit within our heart. And I think that's important to understand, guys, um, because uh, I think oftentimes we think that the sincerity of our prayers um, makes it automatically pure enough to be answered. Um, but there are things that we do not understand. There are, there are hidden parts in our hearts and hidden parts in our understanding that that we are lacking in and that is why the holy spirit who knows the true cry of our heart bears witness with the cry of the of the man deep inside of us that spirit deep inside of us for our spirit is the new man within and that is our christ identity and the holy spirit always bears witness with christ in you so remember christ in you is the the product of your soul and the seed of God, which is the word of God. That thing, that spirit which is formed in you is the new man. That is your Christ identity. Is Christ in you. That is your spirit. And then, of course, you have your soul. And then, of course, you have um, your body. Guys, the more that our conscious minds are in touch with the heart cry of our spirit, the better able we are to speak the actual prayer of our spirit. And of course, this becomes a third witness to fulfill the law of two or three witnesses. The first witness is truth. The second witness establishes it as a truth by the law. And the third witness clarifies this truth to us and often reveals timing. This is what we see in the law, the prophets, and in the Psalms. The three main divisions of the Old Testament. Moses revealed the truth. The prophets established it and applied it to the nation. The Psalms put it to music to make it memorable, pleasant to the ear, and to give it timing. So when we train our soul, that is our mind, to serve the mind and will of our spirit, the soul then begins to know how to express the prayer of the spirit through the body, that is the mouth and the vocal cords. At first, the soul may know little or nothing about the will of the Spirit, which is often the case, guys. Um, for it is used in making all the decisions in life without being subject to Christ in you. Now, this is important. Um, when you believe on God through faith and you receive in your hearts, uh, well, receive in, you receive in yourself uh, the seed who is Christ, the new man, that spiritual man, when you receive that, Every decision that we make from that moment on 
uh, either puts us in submission to Christ or puts us back in submission to the flesh. So for our whole lives, our soul was in subjugate, uh, was subjected to the flesh. And so in its state of rebellion, it was usurping the authority of the spirit and the soulish mind must be bypassed until it has completely been transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we see this language in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The mind is bypassed primarily by the gift of tongues, of which Paul has little to say in the book of Romans. Paul does make it clear, however, that prophecy is preferable to tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19, he says this. In other words, it is preferable to understand what you are saying or praying, even as, as it is preferable to hear God's voice in your native language, rather than having to hear it in that two-step process of tongues and interpretation. Hearing God's voice in one's own language shows evidence that our soulish minds have learned the language of the Spirit and have come to a more mature level of submission. And I have to say that one more time, guys. God's voice, hearing His voice in your own language, shows evidence that your soulish minds have learned the language of the Spirit and have come to a more mature level of submission. And Paul discusses this a little bit more fully in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18 through 25, saying that he would rather speak five words with my mind rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. And then he cites Isaiah chapter 28, 11 to back up his teaching, which says, Indeed, he will speak to his people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. For Isaiah 28 is the foundational chapter on the gift of tongues. The people of Israel obviously rebelled against God. They refused to hear the prophecy of Isaiah. Ephraim was drunk on wine rather than being filled with the Spirit. So God brought judgment upon the nation and raised up the Assyrians to come and speak that word of judgment to them in another tongue. In that case, the unbelieving Israelites, they didn't even understand the language that was being spoken to them, and they needed the interpretation of tongues. And Paul applies this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22. So then, tongues are a sign, not to those who believe, but to the unbelievers. But prophecy is a sign, not to unbelievers, but to those who believe. The unbeliever can be a non-Christian attending the house church meeting, or it can be the carnal mind of the old Adam within the believer themselves. Are you guys seeing this distinction? So, of course, um, you have an unbeliever, quote-unquote, or like I like to say, a not-yet-believer. It can be a non-Christian who is in a setting with other believers um, in a house, a house church setting, house church meeting. Or that same imagery and that same symbolism can apply to the carnal mind of the old Adam, who is a unbeliever, right? Um, and, it, and it could be to that person, uh, well, that old Adam is the unbeliever. And, of course, um, either way, we know that the interpretation is in order to know the will and to close the secrets of the heart. So I want to say I can explain that a little bit better, but for the time being, I think that's as best as I can do. It can be the carnal mind of the old Adam within the believer themselves. I think that 
pretty much gets to the heart of it. So, Paul's point is that tongues is necessary, guys. As long as there is unbelief within us or in believers in the world at large, but prophecy is preferable because the word of the Lord is expressed without the need for interpretation. And so now it's all about learning to train the soul. We are, we are in a training phase right now, guys, and we are learning uh, to train the soul how to, um, how to hear. So in Romans chapter 8, we see that just because a person has come to believe in Christ— or even receive the baptism of the Spirit, it does not mean that the soulish mind has learned to submit to the Spirit, um, or that it even knows the language of the Spirit. No, guys, it must be taught to hear and trained to submit. So, um, he goes on, the writer of, of the commentary of this book, he, he goes on to talk about how uh, he just a, a moment in time when he heard from the, from the Father. And how he talks about, hey, it takes time to learn how to hear from the Spirit and to grow spiritually. Uh, but as we learn, we are said to still be weak, to use Paul's language and terminology. Uh, God has provided us with training tools during the times that we do not know how to pray as we should. And our spirit always prays perfectly, and the Holy Spirit bears witness to that. Amazing. So our spirit always prays perfectly. Why? Because that spirit is the Christ's identity in us. Our soulish minds, they need time to learn. We know that uh, through experience. And so uh, with that being said, we, um, we are continuing to learn and grow um, According to the way of the Spirit, we are in our training phase. And uh, next chapter, we will be talking about uh, being inseparable, guys. We are, being, we are inseparable in the last part of Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 27. Uh, excuse me, uh, 28. We see all things working together for the good, those being invited according to a purpose. And we'll get into that a little bit next episode, guys. All right. Blessings to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will see you on our next episode.